I'm Susan Gorman. I'm an intuitive counselor in Exeter, New Hampshire. And I'm Laura Bricker. I'm an author, and you might know me from the podcast, Crime Writers On. Welcome to our new podcast, Everyday Intuition. Susan. So um, it's good to hear your voice again. You know, since we started you. doing this this podcast, um, we should probably let people know we actually started working on this like last fall and mm-hmm. did our first two episodes um, slowly over many months. And now this third episode is actually coming out in the middle of the pandemic. That is correct. Things have changed. To put it mildly. Mm-hmm. Um so it's so exciting to actually be able to hear another voice, you know, everybody being in their houses, self-isolating. And so it's it's great to sort of connect with you and have a real person on the other end of the line. Yes, I really miss you. I know. I miss you, too. Sometimes I, like, drive by your house and wave. I knew you were doing that. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I would be sitting there. Having my coffee or tea, and I thought to myself, someone who I really like is close by. Yeah. Okay, I'm goofing around again, but yes, I have felt you. Yeah. Yeah. I I do that. Well, okay, you could, okay, so there is some debate about this, but I have a long driveway. You could come in and be halfway down the driveway Mm -hmm. once the weather gets better. Yep. Because the weather has been not helping this last week. And we could like chit chat and have coffee six or more feet apart. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I'm, I'm down with that. Um, I am looking for any opportunity to see real people, um, even from a distance. I actually saw one of your sons from a distance the other day and uh, was coming out of the little corner market and waved at him. And I was like, tell your mom I said hello. <laughs> that's the only thing that they've really done one, one child is not leaving the house at all yeah I think he left to go do a science assignment and then discovered that he could actually do it using some dirt in the yard oh. so he didn't even have to go anywhere and the other child has only gone to Jerry's market or to pick up our takeout for us when we order it uh so yeah so I've been thinking about yeah. you because you you know one of the special qualities that you have is you sort of are able to feel other people's emotions and I'm wondering mm. there's so much anxiety going on right now are you just sensing and feeling the anxiety of our collective universe at this point and, and how do you deal with that well let me tell you Lara I think I was I thought I was a little bit better at doing that like feeling it but not carrying it around it's something that I've been working really hard on and then so we have a friend Anna who has a fabulous bean to bar chocolate factory and she gets this disinfectant that is industrial strength disinfected a little bit goes a long way and she said who wants a little bit you know I just got a shipment in so everyone was like yes that sounds great she delivered a little teeny mason jar of it and said a half ounce goes into a gallon of water. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, huh, okay, I'll make some up. And just that morning was the morning that that YouTube video was starting to circulate about 
how you're supposed to bring your groceries into the house Uh, by the doctor who really didn't know what he was talking about. Mm -hmm. So I was already like, like at an eight, right? And so I'm mixing up this stuff. And it turns out that so I'm allergic to bleach anyway, I can't go to water parks or indoor pools or anything. And what usually happens when when I've done that in the past is that I've gotten a cold. Oh. So I mixed up the stuff. And then later that evening, I started to feel this tightness in my chest. And, you know, I am so human because basically the conversations I've been having with myself about for about a week now have been, no, you do not have it. No, you do not have it. This is something else. So I finally got a reality check from Enna. It turns out that a half ounce is a tablespoon. I put in three. So I had weight. I was like, it was on my hands. I was wiping things down everywhere. I was spraying it. So I probably kind of had a little bit of reaction to this disinfectant. However, tightness in the chest is also a sign of what? An anxiety attack. Mm -hmm. And when I went grocery shopping yesterday, which basically took all of my human strength, I noticed that my chest was really tight after I came home. And so I'm beginning to figure this out, that I am human, just like everybody else. And my intuition has definitely been a comfort to me. And I think I've been a little hard on myself, because I've had just as much stress and worry as everybody else. I've just been trying to rise above it. Yeah. And I think my body's been telling me, you're not rising above it. You need to do some more yoga. You've got to write about it. You've got to talk about it. Yeah. You know, because I have definitely been feeling it. Oh, yeah. I have so many clients calling me right now and I'm teaching a new class and we're getting this podcast ready. And I, I just feel like this is such a great opportunity to observe ourselves. Yeah in fear and to untie some of the knots in our thinking around that, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm not, this isn't the last time I'm going to say that we are also having a very human experience here. And it's, this one's a big one and it's hard and it's an entire global timeout that we've been put on. Right. Yeah. It's, and it's a pause. I, I can't imagine. Yeah. I can't imagine that I would have assumed that I wouldn't be carrying stuff around right? Yeah. But it, it wasn't until that video that I really, I guess, unraveled a little bit. Yeah. And grocery shopping was really hard for me yesterday, too. It's it's the grocery store is somehow a trigger for me. And I waited to go into Trader Joe's for 45 minutes in the rain. Oh, yeah. And I know I was picking up on everybody's feelings while I was doing that. Yeah, because everybody just showing up in line just had this sad, anxious resignation. Yeah. You know, and what is everybody thinking about in line? But am I going to get what I need? Mm -hmm. What if they don't have what I need? I just think it's like, I call it intuitive hygiene or spiritual hygiene. Like if you, if you stop brushing your teeth, your teeth are going to rot, right? But we don't do a lot of cleansing or sharing or writing or all the things all the tools right Mm -hmm. to keep ourselves in good shape that way and I think I have to put some more muscle into it yeah I shouldn't laugh at your your episode with the uh, the cleaning product but I had the same thing happen with my coffee syrup (laughs) 
<laughs> so wait, wait, back up. Coffee syrup. Well, so uh, I don't. What's coffee syrup? Well, it's something I normally wouldn't even be using. I was like one of those where I was at like TJ Maxx or Marshalls or something, and you know how they have all those like interesting food items, and I was like, oh, what's this? It's coconut. It was like a sugar-free coconut. Mm coffee syrup and I was like I love coconut and so I bought it and it was not that good but um, again (laughs) you don't put in like three tablespoons of it or you're not going to be able to drink your coffee and that was what happened to me so I did not have an allergic reaction like you did but I did have some coffee that I needed to sort of split out amongst several cups to be able to drink it (laughs) so it was like having some coffee with your coconut like that pretty much but it was super sweet okay. and it's like super fake. So so that's interesting because, you know, you and I have talked about in the past that like you sort of have this ability that you've cultivated to sort of shut off that intuition so that you're not taking in things from everybody. And I feel like in this situation, that must be, and I think we're all sort of in that situation where it's like, how can we kind of take care of ourselves and do self-care when it seems like the world is like just so out of control. That's a really great point. But like, I have no excuse. I should know better. And I just remember that I was not prepared. That first day that I went into the grocery store, I had done a little bit of prep, but there was, that was at the beginning of that week. Mm -hmm. I don't even remember when it was now. It was probably like three weeks ago when this first seriously kicked off. And I think it was the day that Massachusetts went into a stay-at-home order. Yeah. We hadn't yet. Yeah. And and you were down in Boston. Yeah. And you had come home. And you had said while you were down in Boston, the whole world had changed. Yeah. And Tom Hanks had been diagnosed. Yeah. And then it was Friday. And I was like, I just am going to run into the grocery store and get a few things. And I was... Like there was no no meat, none, 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 none. The toilet paper I knew wasn't going to be there. But then there were, you know, shelves of food that were just gone. Yeah. And it triggered something in me because, you know, I always say, I don't read minds. I'm not reading your mind. Mm-hmm. That day, I was reading minds. People were coming past me and I could hear them thinking about, well, she said by blank. I don't know what that means. And people making eye contact with me. And I was thinking, are you asking me what I should tell you to buy? I don't, what is, it was very, it threw me really hard. And I don't think I had shields up properly. Yeah, I just don't. Because, and ever since then, I've been a little spooked. And you know, I wanted to go with somebody when you could do that. And that seemed to help, but I had to talk to Bill for like an hour the night before I actually went just to plan everything out, yeah. you know, and I wore a mask yeah. and it was just, it took a lot of energy and I came home, I had to just take a shower and a nap. Yeah. It, it's something that obviously I'm going to work on, but I also think sometimes I get these lessons ahead of other people so that I can use my spidey senses and all of my tricks and techniques and things that I do so that I can then teach people about it later. Yeah. I always seem to go first. Yeah. But it was, you know, and other people's triggers are different, right? Yeah. Some people just can't do the news or social media and it just, it gets them. And that stuff doesn't seem to really do that to me. But the grocery store man, yeah, I, I don't know what it is. It's There's something about 
feeling like I couldn't feed the people I love. Yeah. You know, that someone should go hungry yeah. on my watch. Yeah. That it's it must be very, very primal. But yesterday was very reassuring. Yeah. I even bought toilet paper. Yeah. So. Yeah, there was toilet paper today. I went to Market Basket. I, I kind of jump around to different stores and I had to get cat food mm-hmm. today. So I always go to Market Basket because they've got the least expensive brand of the cat food that I that I buy for my cats. And now we have to stand in line outside because they're only letting like a certain number of people in the store. But, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know. For me, I think... My biggest, you know, I don't know if I'm having triggers. One of my triggers is the people I'm calling the the (laughs) pandemic police. And so I've had to step away from social media because, you know, I try to listen to sort of the experts and limit where my news is coming from to sort of lessen my anxiety. My biggest challenge is being an extrovert, not being able to be out with people. And that Mm -hmm. um, pretty soon, like it's going to be like when I was like four or five years old and I used to have tea parties with my cats and that's going to be starting <laughs> all over again here out at my house. <laughs> so. Okay, but this time, this time, you have the added benefit of being able to conference somebody in on a video call yep. and invite them to the tea party. Okay. That's perfect. Yeah, the, you're bringing up another point, too, which I'm going to talk about in various forums that I have now taken on uh, this this has been my like steepest learning curve as far as tech goes but you know I've been doing Facebook live and Instagram live and one of the things that I want to talk about is that this kind of situation can re-trigger old wounds and hurts and traumas Mm -hmm. too right so I'm sure you know the hardest things that have happened in people's lives are on their minds right now that's normal it's um, so interesting you say that because I had a conversation with a friend yesterday and she she's almost retired. I mean, she's she's in her mid 60s and she wouldn't go outside. And I was like, listen, you have to get outside at least once a day. Take a walk around the block. You need fresh air. You need and she wouldn't go outside and she wouldn't go outside. And she finally went outside and she had she realized that this was a bunch of old stuff coming up. She was remembering when she was a kid. And had had sort of a, you know, not the best childhood. And her mother had locked her outside when it was cold, when the mom wanted, you know. And so she was Mm -hmm. having a lot of old stuff come up. So I think that's something Mm -hmm. that, you know, right on. Yeah, Yeah. a lot of people too. And I've had a couple of flashbacks to when my husband was dying because we were indoors a lot during that time. Yeah. And... Yeah, it's obviously completely different this time, but, you know, you have sense memories and we hold things in our psyches. Yeah. And it's it's an opportunity, actually, to release some of that, right? But if we don't know what's happening or we don't understand it or we think we're the only one, we're not going to say anything about it, yeah. right? Yeah. So that's why I'm going public with my grocery store trigger next week because... I just was, I was embarrassed. I felt like a ninny. This is like, you know, all the logic in the world could not get through to the part of me that was, you know, walking through the grocery store, feeling like imminent starvation was upon us, Yeah. you know, and also not just that, but I don't think anybody does the work that I do who doesn't care about people. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key in the door, frankly. And I have been really really upset with how frightened people are. I ache 
you know, it, it, this is a, this is a really, really hard one. And, you know, certainly we've all had really hard things, but this is also something that we're going through all together. And some people are handling it, you know, better than others. Yeah. But everybody is having feelings about it, right? Yeah. talking here about sort of you know learning to use your own intuition and listen to your own intuition so I'm just wondering Mm. you know for those of us that are sort of starting to cultivate that ability to listen to our own gut and to listen to our own intuition like how or like what's the opportunity to do that now Mm. okay so it's kind of it's kind of complicated because this isn't normal yeah but it's a good accelerator And what it accelerates is our consciousness of how afraid we are all the time, even before this started, high levels of anxiety that we tolerate in our lives. So what I'm working with my clients and, and folks now is about like paying attention to how much fear is running through our system, right? And some of it obviously overlaps and you have to catch it later, like the example that I gave, but people always want to know whenever I ask for questions anywhere I go the the question I get most often is how do you know if this is fear or your intuition and I say easy if you're afraid it's not your intuition so it's very ambitious right now to listen to your intuition if you're really jacked up on fear Mm -hmm. so we're taking a couple steps backwards okay in my coaching and what I'm coaching people to do is let's work on the fear part now because that we can really take advantage of. And then what you'll find, because this is going to go on for a while, Mm -hmm. the fear will come and go. But every time it recedes, the opportunity for your intuition to come back stronger is, you know, much more present. So the first thing is noticing. And so, and also realizing that we have a choice. We think fearfully because our society is very fear-based. So we're very well trained in that. So a lot of times when I tell people, you know, that fear is a choice, the anxious way you've constructed this situation is a choice, they kind of look at me like I'm very naive. Mm -hmm. And it would seem that way, Mm -hmm. except it is a choice. And so at first, when you're looking at how often you're frightened or you're thinking about things and making plans and contingencies and all of that stuff in an anxious state. It doesn't feel like a choice. It's like, geez, I'm doing this all day long. Yep. (laughs) Yep, you are. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's the first step is turning that down. And I think in our first episode, that was one of my um, homework assignments was notice when you're calm. Yeah. um, Because that's when your intuition is going to be clear but if you're not calm very often, you're not going to get as much. So this is this is the flip side of that exercise. It's you have to notice the high, high levels of fear that you tolerate before you can begin to trust your intuition. Well, Susan, then I have a good feeling right now because I had to cancel our April vacation. And That's right. I then had to rebook it within a certain window. And I was like... Okay, so because we we had this like big family trip planned and I was like, whatever, Uh, you know, it's clearly we're not going anywhere. It's not the end of the world. This is like a total first world problem. But I went and I found 
this is through a timeshare. I got a timeshare from my grandmother. I found a week, the week before Christmas at this place that we absolutely love. And I was like, I didn't even hesitate. I just booked it. I was like, you Mm -hmm. know what? I'm taking the leap. But I felt like that sort of sense of calm. Like I was like, I think it's going to be okay by Christmas. I'm going to take that leap. And then I was like, well, if it works out, it works out. But it was like I did in the in the moment, like I'm one of those people who will like go back and forth about a decision like for like three weeks before I decide to do something. And I just was like, I've seen you do this. And I said, screw it. I said, <laughs> it was like, buy now when you're on eBay. It was like, buy now going on. I was like, mm. that's it. So I have a good feeling that maybe I will be leaving here by Christmas time. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's good. Susan, I'm going to report back. I think you've been giving me homework assignments. And the last homework assignment you gave me actually also was about, you know, is the story I'm going to tell is actually another trip. And the assignment was to tell someone about a time that you had what you felt like was a moment of sort of a gut feeling and intuition that you listened to. Yes. And the reason why we want to tell other people is because intuition is kind of considered to be this rare, uncertain, dangerous thing. And by talking about it more, there's two things that can come from that. One is that you might find out that there are people that you can talk to about it that you didn't think you could. Mm -hmm. And also because it gives us a, it starts to give us a language. Yeah. It starts to be less weird to do it. So I will tell you the story. And now I have told my husband the story as well. So right before the world changed, as we know it, in in early March, um, we were getting ready. It was our 15th anniversary, and we were talking about doing some sort of like a four-day weekend, and that was something that was going to require some coordination with like dog sitter and child sitter, and, Mm -hmm. um, and I really wanted to go somewhere warm, and I was agonizing over this for probably like three weeks. I became almost sort of, it felt like obsessive with this sort of decision making about this trip and I wanted to go to we had like this like low budget airline that will fly direct to Florida from where we are and I was like I'm going to take the low budget airline I'm going to Florida I'm getting out of winter but I kept like obsessing over in a way that I just I couldn't make myself like commit to that I did I actually like reserved a hotel and then I was like I just just doesn't feel right I don't feel like we should be doing this and And it went round and round and it kind of consumed me because it was like, on one hand, I was like, I really want to go somewhere. And then on the other hand, I was like, but I just am having this sense that I shouldn't be doing this. And so then I finally, one day I said, you know what, we're just going to do something super local. We're not going to go to Florida. We're not going to get out of the cold winter. And it was like literally the day that we would have left that my son had this horrible scootering accident. Mm -hmm. And uh, we ended up in the Boston Children's Hospital and spent our 15th anniversary uh, sitting in the hospital room watching CNN pandemic news. And Mm. then I was like, I said to my husband, I was like, Ken, you know what? This is why I did not book that trip. It's like you and I have talked about this sometimes at the time you don't understand why something maybe you're getting some sort of a message but it will make I mean, this is like sense at a later yeah, date. Go, yes. And I'm sorry to interrupt That's you. Okay. I just think it's a fantastic story on so many levels because the other 
piece of this is that it's it wasn't your intuition that was the obsessive part. It was that every time you landed on your intuition, it didn't make sense to you. Mm -hmm. And so you started picking at it and arguing with it. And this is something that we do. And and that's a really good distinguishing characteristic of what your intuition isn't. Mm -hmm. And yet, we don't trust our intuition. So we think that if we just put it through its paces, that somehow we'll, quote, figure it out. Mm -hmm. And I always say that what your, intu your intuition is what's happening when you stop figuring things out and you just let yourself know it. Mm -hmm. But there's another piece here that's really important, which is a lot of people are really afraid that I'm going to tell them something you know, scary or horrible or awful. And I've always said intuition doesn't work that way. It just gets you prepared. So you were prepared. And when this thing happened to Will, it wasn't like your intuition said to you, something really horrible is going to happen to Will and you're going to be in Children's Hospital in Boston for three days and, you know, his lung is going to need to be reinflated, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. All you knew was that this trip, mm, I'm not getting the best feeling about yeah. it. So you learned and you'll listen more and more and more as you go through these kinds of experiences. But this is another great example of how intuition isn't scary. Yeah. Well, Susan, thank yeah. you. I'm glad to have connected with oh, you. Oh, thank you. And uh, I'm looking forward to our next episode. Excellent. Thank you so much, Laura. So thanks so much for joining us for this episode of Everyday Intuition with Susan Gorman and me, Laura Bricker, her guest intuitive in training. If you'd like to send in a question for Susan to answer, you can email her at susan at susangorman.net. Or if you'd like to connect on social media, you can follow her at Susan Gorman Intuitive on Facebook and Instagram, where she's got a lot of really great daily meditations and tips on intuition. And she's also doing a lot of live events now that we're all sitting in our houses being isolated. And yes, she also is doing sessions remotely. And if you'd like to connect with me, you can find me at Lara Bricker on Twitter or every week on the podcast Crime Writers On. So tune in next time for even more insight into tapping into your own everyday intuition. So did I just jump like 30 levels and I should maybe have picked an easier assignment? Well, you've been cooped up for a while now, so <laughs> I will allow it. Okay. All right.